Welcome to the Drop Time Report. Turn up the volume and listen to amazing stories about big bucks and the hunters who harvested them. Here's your host, outdoor writer, Tracy Breen. Welcome to the show. On this week's episode, we're going to have on Corey Richmond of Ohio. Corey shot a monster uh, Boone and Crockett buck just last week or a couple weeks ago in Ohio. So this one is is a fresh kill, so to speak. Uh, just a crazy big buck and a pretty cool story. Uh, Corey's only been hunting deer for about five years, and uh, he's been watching this buck. They have pictures of him on camera from last year. And the important piece of this story <coughs> is the fact that uh, Corey knew he could only hunt this buck if the wind was perfect and he didn't want to chance it. And his first time in the stand, he was able to kill this buck. And that's important. Uh, we all like to push the envelope sometimes, right? Well, the wind's not perfect, but I really want to get after that buck. So you hunt a stand too often. And uh, more times than not, it is best to truly wait until everything is perfect. And a lot of big bucks are killed uh, the first time in a stand. So uh, there's a lot we can learn from Corey, even though he's only been deer hunting for five years. A, a very cool story and a crazy big buck. Before we get Corey on the show, I'd like to thank our sponsors, uh, Redneck Blinds, uh, makers of awesome fiberglass blinds. They also have a cool soft-sided blind called the Gilly Blind. That's one of my favorites. If you're on a budget, check that out. Fourth Arrow Camera Arms, if you're into filming your hunt, and it seems like more and more people are doing that, Fourth Arrow Camera Arms have what you need. Windscent, makers of vapor deer scent technology. They actually take deer urine, put it in a vapor form, heat it up, and dispense it, and heated vapor has been tested uh, to really travel further. Windscent.com. Morel Targets, makers of the High Roller Target, one of my favorite archery targets. Huntworth Gear. If you don't want to spend a lot of money on hunting clothes, um, but you want high-quality hunting clothes, check out HuntworthGear.com. Not only do they make great hunting clothes, great gloves. A lot of us have a certain type of uh, clothing we like, uh, but we all need gloves, and we seem to lose them in the woods. So check out their gloves at a retailer near you. Pine Ridge Archery, makers of the Nitrovein, Lucky Buck Mineral, Grim Reaper Broadheads, Schaefer Performance Archery. Uh, they make a great arrow rest called the XV Arrow Rest, designed to get out of the way of arrows traveling uh, faster than 400 feet per second. Illinois Connection Outfitters in Pike and Brown County, Illinois. If you want a top-notch Class A whitetail hunting experience, check out Illinois Connection. Outdoorsman's makers of great backpacks and tripod systems for glass and game. And last but not least, Wilderness Athlete. Uh, they have some amazing nutritional products. My favorite, their Hydrate and Recover Drink. Enter Drop 10 at checkout and get a discount. Now let's go ahead and get Corey on the show. Welcome to the Drop Time Report, Corey. How are you today? Pretty good. Thanks for having me. Hey, thank, thanks for being on. Congratulations uh, on your, we'll, we'll call it a once-in-a-lifetime buck. I mean, who knows? You <laughs> might get lucky again, but uh, that certainly is a, a wonderful buck. What did he end up scoring? Uh, he ended up scoring uh, gross uh, 224 and 38, and a uh, net score of 204 and 38. Now, that was, uh, you had Buckmasters come and score that deer? Yeah, I had uh, Buckmasters come out the following day, and uh, they came out Saturday morning, and he scored it right there, yeah. Now, what made you choose Buckmasters over, you know, Pope and Young or anything like that? 
Uh, just kind of, I, I got a couple, or I got a hold of a couple guys, and a local guy was a scorer for Buckmaster, and I just kind of went that way. So Okay, okay. I think they actually score better in the Buckmaster system as a whole. Isn't that true? Yeah, yep. So that's always better to get a few extra inches, right? <laughs> exactly, exactly. <laughs> uh, so, so tell us a little bit about this buck. Um, you you had told me in the pre-interview that this really was the first year you had hunted him, but you knew about him for several years. How long have you known about him? Well, I've known about him for probably a couple of years, but my brother-in-law that hunts the property that I'm on, uh, he has pictures back to 2017 when he was just a two-year-old. So I've known about him, I mean, I guess since then, but I've really only seen pictures of him since 2019. And I really just started getting pictures this year on my camera. And probably, I mean, late June I had cameras out, and I just I kind of saw him. And then really starting in August is when I started seeing him almost every day. So, so I mean, just... For me, I've only known about him for a couple of years, but he's been on the property for five years. So Now, at two and a half, uh, what did he look like? Do you think he was exceptional or you could tell he was above average then? Uh, he was pretty, from the picture, he was pretty typical. Uh, he was just like a big frame eight. and But, I mean, you could tell on his brow tines that he was the exact buck because he had that little curve right on the left brow tine like he did at the end. But... But yeah, he was, I mean, he was a nice looking buck at two years old. So he just, I mean, progressed a lot and started getting a lot of extra junk on his rack. So, And you figure he was five and a half? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Now you're, you're sharing this property or hunting it with others. Is it your brother-in-law that hunts the property as well? Yeah, I actually have two other brother-in-laws that hunt the property, but it's just us three. And it's about a 300 acre plot between three or four parcels so so was everybody kind of after this buck and and uh you got you got to be the lucky one <laughs> yeah pretty much i mean uh my brother-in-law like i said he's been hunting it probably for three years now and uh he actually saw it last year he said but it was just out of range and uh yeah i just kind of got got to become the lucky one that saw him and got the shot on him so now, your cameras, how many cameras did you have out uh, tracking this deer? Uh, in that area, I had probably three acres. It's a probably a 40-acre timber lot, and I had three cameras in there, but I was really only seeing them on one camera. But I I got a pretty good pattern of them in late August, or early August into late August. So, yeah, I mean, I had three cameras, but I was really only seeing, them, seeing him on one, so. Now, was that a camera near a bedding area, near a, near a food source or water source? Uh, what, what it was, was kind of right in between. There's like a 40-acre uh, corn lot right beside my left, and then down over the hill, there's like a creek, a steady creek that runs through the property, and it's just kind of right in between there. Okay, so up until August, no pictures, and then obviously he moved in and called it home, and every day you got pictures? Uh, pretty much. Uh, from the beginning of August... I actually hung the stand in early August, not knowing what was in there, but I liked the area and I didn't have any stands back there. So I put a stand up and a camera and from the beginning of August, all the way through the end of August, I was seeing them, if not every day, almost every day, about between six and seven o'clock. So he was very consistent and I got a good pattern on him. Morning or evening? Uh, evening. Evening. Okay. 
Did you shoot him in the evening? Yeah, I shot him at 6.35 p.m. Okay. Now, are you hunting over food plots or transition zones, or, or what are you doing? Uh, kind of just food plots. I mean, I put I put some corn and mineral blocks, and then I make my own kind of mineral spread out there. But it's kind of in between, like I said, a cornfield and a creek. But I put some extra stuff out there as well. Okay. Okay. So kind of, uh, you know, highlight the day. How long ago did you kill him? I killed him uh, last Friday, October 16th. Okay. Okay. So in what many would call the October lull, and, and uh, so kind of kind of highlight that evening hunt, how, how it went down. Uh, so it started, I uh, got out of work around 2 o'clock. I headed home, hopped in the shower, got everything ready. Uh, I already washed my clothes the night before and had them out in the barn. So I get out the barn, get ready, take a couple shots at 35 yards just to make sure everything's go. And uh, I drive down there, and I actually hold in a little longer because I didn't want to stir up the woods. I was really waiting for a north wind all year to actually hunt that stand. And it uh, just so happens I got lucky on Friday. It was a north wind. So I got in there around 3 o'clock, and at, I'd say, 5 o'clock, I had a couple of doe come in behind me. Uh, luckily, I didn't get sniffed out or anything, but uh, they kind of walked right under my stand. And then at 6 o'clock, I had a doe pop out on an ATV trail that connects the main road into the field behind me. Uh, where my stand's at, it's probably 30 yards from the field behind me. Okay. But the doe, like I said, popped out at 100 yards, and uh, she was pretty iffy, kind of looking around, looking around. I knew something was with her, but off of previous hunts the last couple of weeks, I thought it was the same doe that had a couple of fawns with her. Uh, but ended up not being her fawns, and she was just kept looking back, looking back, and then all of a sudden he popped out at about 100 yards on the ATV trail. And uh, he started my way. So, and then about 50 yards, he cut into timber. And at that moment, I kind of knew I was going to have a shot at him because all August, like I said, I was patterned him. And uh, he took that exact same path. And uh, he got behind a tree at 40 yards. And I was able to draw at that point. And he stepped into that 35 yard slot. I mean, coincidence, I was taking those shots right before I went out. <laughs> and, and at uh, 35 yards, yeah, I just drew, I drew back and shot him. And he ran 50 yards, and I could see the back of him. He stopped all of a sudden at 50, and I just heard him go down and ruffle some leaves. And at that moment, I kind of knew he was down, but I really didn't want to pressure him, so I waited until it was pitch dark. Uh, I got out of the stand about 7.15, I uh, walked back the same way I walked in, uh, called a few friends, and, yeah, we went back out about an uh, hour and a half later. Um, yeah, he was right where I shot him. So. Now, you know, you mentioned before that you've only been, you know, deer hunting like five years. Uh, did yep. you realize, you know, based on pictures and everything, just what a magnificent buck he was? I mean, that he truly yeah. is a once-in-a-lifetime? Yeah, like, I mean, I've only been hunting five years, but I've been – I mean, in the woods my whole life. I've been a big turkey hunter, turkey hunter and fisherman. I just never really had the land to deer hunt until I married my wife, and she's got land as well. So, but yeah, I, I knew the I knew that he was a big deer and once in a lifetime. So yeah. Did uh, did buck fever get to you at all? 
oh yeah, when he stepped out, my heart started pounding pretty good. And then uh, when I mean when I was getting ready to shoot, my heart was it was racing definitely. But you contained it. I mean, that, the the odds of killing a buck like that are, are far less than winning the lotto. So did you buy a lottery yeah. ticket this week? <laughs> I should have. I definitely should have. <laughs> <laughs> so I, pray, t- I just actually got a new bow a couple months ago. I got the new Matthews. And uh, so that really helped because, I, I mean, I've been shooting every night for about an hour for the last couple of months. So I really put in a lot of time and effort. So once the time came, I was, I was prepared to make the shot. So. Did you, did you know, I mean, you were practicing at 35 yards and then your shot was yeah. at 35. I mean, was that coincidence or were you shooting at 35 because you knew it was 35 yards to the trail he always walked on? Uh, that was kind of just all coincidence. Like I said, I haven't, I haven't hunted that stand yet. That was the first time I've been in there. Like, I know it was in there, but I was just trying to stay out of there because, like I said, I needed a north wind to hunt it. And I finally got a cold front north wind. So... It was all coincidence that it was 35 and I was practicing at 35. So Okay. Now, you're in southern Ohio, is that correct? Yep, southern Ohio, yep. You know, and obviously southern Ohio is becoming, you know, it's not a sleeper state anymore, obviously. Um, do you, I mean, do you guys regularly see big bucks on your piece of ground or was, or was this totally, you know, just luck that he ended up living there his whole life? Uh, no, I mean, we we have a lot of big bucks down here. I, guess, I mean, on camera, I've probably got six or seven over 150 right now. So uh, just kind of a rule of thumb from between me and the brother-in-laws, we really don't shoot anything that small. So kind of let them grow. And, yeah, we've got, we've got some pretty good bucks out here. So, what What is your uh, rule of thumb? What gets passed and what gets shot? Uh. <laughs> They like to not shoot anything under 150, and I'm kind of with them. So we kind of just let them go and see where they grow from. Grow from there. So how many uh, how many years have you guys been abiding by that rule? Uh, like I said, I've only been hunting five years, and only on this property three. So I mean, for me, it's only been three years. But for her brother, uh, like I said, they've been hunting their whole lives. So. I mean, they took a lot of good bucks, but all of them have been 150 plus. Okay, take some restraint. That's that's good. Do you guys, uh, do you plant food plots? I know in southern Ohio, there's a lot of ridges and hollers and mini mountains. I'll call them. I mean, is that kind of the type of terrain you're hunting? Yeah, we do a couple of food plots, but around us is mostly a lot of crop. Uh, between our 300 acres, all around us is just bean and corn. So, I mean, we really don't have to put any that many that many food plots, just like I said, because we have so many crop around us. But we'll throw out the occasional corn and mineral blocks and do all that and maybe, you know, sow some clover and all that. But we really don't have to do that many food plots because we have, like I said, a lot of crop around us. And, and how many stands did you have out for this buck or on this property? Uh, on that little 40-acre timber place, I had I had two. I had one all the way on the top of a ridge, like where I shot the buck, and then I had one at the bottom of the ridge down by the creek. And then I have uh, two or three others around the property. Okay. But I was only no. seeing that buck in that spot. So it's safe to say he kind of followed the pattern of what, you know, a lot of experts say the older the buck gets, the smaller his core area, and, and they almost become 
more patternable. Do you, do you find that to be the case with him? Uh, kind of, kind of not because, uh, I haven't seen that buck since the end of August and every picture I had him was daylight. And then once it hit probably August 29th or 30th was the last daylight picture I had him. And then all the way until October 16th. So 45 days or so, I have not seen that buck. Oh, wow. That's an interesting tidbit. And, uh, I got some pictures actually after I shot it and then I posted out there and then a couple of guys around the area sent me some trail camp pics and he was probably three or four miles away the week before I shot it on a different property. So he, he was definitely traveling. Wow. That's amazing. Three or four miles away. So were you, were your brother-in-laws trying to get this buck as well? Uh, yeah, one of them lives close, and the other one lives in Tennessee, so he's only occasionally up here. But uh, one that lives close, yeah, he was definitely after him as well. But, I mean, like I said, we just we wanted to get it on our farm, so regardless of who got it, it was kind of just a win either way. So, so it's safe to say also that these the guys who sent you the picture, I mean, were they actively hunting them on other parcels of private property? Oh, yeah, that was definitely their number one target buck. He's just, yeah, I he, like I say, he's just a big traveler. So I was lucky enough to, I mean, I'm pretty sure that's where he's bedding. And that was his main, that was his home where I shot him. But, but yeah, he was definitely getting around. So Start, Starting to travel for does probably trying to figure out yeah. what was going on. What, what was yeah. the weather like? Um, you know, uh, on this week's episode, I have on tracker John, who's a well-known blood tracker and uh, you know, he was talking to me about the fact that there's been some cold snaps that really caused these big bucks to move earlier. Was that the case the week you killed him? Oh, yeah, definitely. Like, I mean, like I said, I haven't seen him in 45 days. Uh, pretty much the end of September, I mean, opening weekend, all the way through the beginning of October, it was pretty hot. Uh, we really didn't get any cold fronts really moving through. And then I was just kind of lucky enough. Uh, I looked at the I have a couple apps, and I looked at the app, and it said Friday was going to be a really good evening, and I finally got that north wind, like I said, and had a cold front come through. Uh, it was about 50 degrees when I was in the stand that day, so, but yeah, so. What what apps do you use, if you don't mind me asking? Uh, hold on. There's a bunch of them. And, and, uh, the DeerCast is my main app that I use. Okay, yeah, the Drury app, okay. Yep, yep. Cool. That's the one I usually focus on for weather and uh, pressure and all that. So, so what's the what's the rules there in Ohio? Are you large, allowed a second buck? Uh, we are not. No. <laughs> so, so you're uh, you're on doe patrol, or are you just done? I'm, I'm definitely on bo- or doe patrol. I might I might go out there in a couple weeks to try to get a couple doe, but uh, other than that, <laughs> the season's pretty much done. So. Luckily, okay. I don't have to freeze, freeze anything this year. So <laughs> there you go. Now, what is uh, besides this buck? And you know, and and I'm not asking you to give away location. What's the nearest thing to him as far as what you guys are seeing on camera? Do you have, you know, 170, 180 bucks, or are they all hovering 150, 160? Uh, actually, the buck that he was running with, his running mate, is probably a 185. Wow. Uh, so he's got yeah. He he was pretty big as well, and then. I like I said, I probably have four or five other over 150. It's been just a really amazing year, actually. So, 
but normally on a normal case, we usually have probably four to five bucks, one fifty plus. Okay. So do you feel like, I mean, I'm seeing a trend doing this podcast this year and just talking to outfitters and, and people in the industry. It's definitely been a big buck year. And so you're kind of backing up that story. You're seeing a lot of big bucks. Oh yeah. This, yeah. Like, I mean, I've only been hunting for five years, but this year has definitely been the best I've ever seen as far as trail camp picks and everything. I mean, they've just grown a ton in the last year alone. So, I mean, I've had a couple of pictures from last year of the bucks I've seen this year, and they've grown probably 30, 40 inches in one year. So, so are those bucks, you know, that, that's a story I talk about a lot is how, how many inches is a buck growing? What What's the ideal year to shoot him? Five and a half yeah. is obviously what everyone's hoping for. How old were those bucks that you saw last year that jumped this year? Did they go three to four or four to five? Uh, they, man, a lot of them are actually three to four, actually. Uh, I have a couple other five-year-olds that are good shooters right now, but a lot of the bucks I saw last year were three. And, I mean, this year they're four. But So, I mean, there's hopefully next year they, they continue to grow and I get another chance at a big one, but. But they've definitely grown a lot in the last year. How big do you think? How old do you think that one eighty-five buck is? Uh, I would say I would say he's probably five as well. Uh, okay. he looks pretty. Yeah, he looks probably five. Okay, cool. Well, man, it sounds like you are uh, certainly in the epicenter of big bucks down there. I, I know. I know. Uh, I hunted southeast um, Ohio many years ago on an industry hunt and. Uh, back then, the owner of Gold Tip Arrows hunted down there with me, and he had mentioned mm -hmm. that that he saw the biggest buck of his life on a piece of public ground in southeast Ohio. So I know you guys really do have, you know, some some great hunting. So congratulations oh, yeah. Yeah. on that. I appreciate it. Thank you. So hopefully, uh, hopefully we'll be interviewing you again next year. And good luck to your brother. <laughs> good luck to your brother-in-laws. Yeah. yeah, that'd be great. Actually, the night that I shot him. Uh, he had a, he had our, probably our second or third target buck in about 70 yards and he just really never could get him into, into shooting range, but he was, yeah, he was probably 185. So that would have been a story if he could have got that one the night I got him. So <laughs> yeah, that's, uh, you guys <laughs> certainly have an awesome piece of ground. That's for sure. That is true. Yep. Cool. Well, thank you for your time today. Yeah, no problem. Thank you. All right. Yep. Take care. All right. I'll see you. Bye. Yeah. Bye-bye. It certainly was great having Corey on the show today. Um, thank you, everyone, for listening. To learn more about me, visit my website, tracybreen.com, or to book me for a speaking engagement, that's T-R-A-C-Y-B-R-E-E-N.com. Also, if you've killed a big buck or you have a unique big buck story, go ahead and shoot me an email or find me on Facebook and send me a message. Until next time, have a great day and God bless.